Six Pack Double Feature presents Pick Six, where the guys round out a top five list with one extra. Insults, oddities, cartoons, it's all there. And of course, beer. Tell us your picks, guys. Wow. Good A for effort. Just nice, just a real fine... <laughs> real fine bit of work there, buddy. I just ruined it all with a nice big old slurp. It is six-pack double feature. We're doing pick sixes. We are. I'm not Nathan. And I am not Travis. What the hell are we doing today? Uh, <laughs> we're, doing, we're doing movies that have not aged well. Oh, cool. I actually um, I wrote this list this morning. So. <laughs> Pretty fresh. Uh, what, I, I was like, I'm going to put this out here right now. I'm like, number one, just because a movie hasn't aged well doesn't mean that neither Travis or myself still stop watching them. Correct. Correct. That's an important point that I actually make in, in one of, uh, or a couple of these. Actually, there, yeah. But. There are a couple on my list that I continue to watch, but not all of these do I continue to watch. And we'll probably know which ones I may not watch anymore. Yeah. I don't know that we'll have any that cross over to be. There's there's one on here that I don't think I've watched in about 20 years. Okay. That I came across and went, whoa, okay, yeah, you know what? There's one I watched last night. Nice. Yeah. So your list is fresh from the garden. (laughs) This you picked this morning. Yeah, right before the last frost or the first frost of the year. (laughs) Yeah, I got uh, I got this one out of the out of the veggie garden. Yeah. Um. Okay. So I think it'll probably be pretty obvious what we mean by doesn't age well. Do we want to just let's just get into it? Let's just get into it. You uh, did we did I win the coin toss? Always, All almost right. always. What's your number six? How did you do that? I gave it a cold. I gave it a virus. Computer virus. Are you telling us you can send out a signal that will disable all their shields? That's right. Just like they used our satellites against us, we can use their own signal against them. If we plant a virus into that mother ship, it's going to then filter down into all the corresponding ships below. I'm, I'm sorry, I don't understand. Just how exactly do we infect the mothership with this virus? Well, we're going to uh, have to um, fly their alien craft out of our atmosphere and dock with it. We can enter here. Uh, as shown in the satellite photos, we then upload the virus. We then set off some kind of uh, explosion which will disable it, and that'll disorient the smaller ships below, and that could buy it, I think, at least some time to, uh, to take them, take them out, take them down, do your, do your stuff. So maybe it's not Seth Brundle that is the shitty scientist. <laughs> maybe it's Jeff Goldblum. <laughs> <laughs> that is a Seth Brundle amount of do, scientific preparation. Yeah, do we, do we want to play like... Mothership. Only one out of every three scientists that he plays a, are okay. Because Jurassic Park, it's all right. But I'm uh, going to put a simple keylogger on their their whole system, and we'll learn all their passwords, and then we'll download all their information. We'll steal their identity, ruin their credit. Boom! No more uh, alien presence. Uh, that was my best attempt at a Jeff no Goldblum impression, by the way. No part. <laughs> I almost chose this movie, by the way. Glad I didn't. <laughs> I'm wondering if we're gonna cross streams on any of the other ones uh no i put down here i'm like a majority of this movie for the most part is actually pretty good it does but yeah but but computers aren't like a magical fix-all plot device where you can upload a computer virus to an alien system they were in the 90s Uh, yeah in 1996 it would have been a miracle if you could have shared a single file between a mac and a pc (laughs) 
I mean, seriously. PC load letter? What the <laughs> fuck does that mean? <laughs> uh, movies that rely too much upon either current or supposed future technology take a serious risk yep. of dating themselves. They're great way too much. They're great in the moment, but after a couple, it's like, it's like well, when you like you said, when you pair it to technology, it, it ages with that technology. Yeah. If you can rely as little as possible for your story to have a resolution yep. without that technology, the better that story will probably end up being in the long run. And what they were doing there was uh, a slight 90s variation on uh, what happened in War of the Worlds. Mm-hmm. When we gave the aliens a virus, but it was... Like a legit... Like a, they a, were, they the had flu, a cold or flu, flu or whatever, whatever yeah. yeah. I mean, so when filmmakers depend too much on that tech to resolve the story's plot points, it can seriously damage the film's ability to age gracefully. And it it sure did. <laughs> I mean, it's still a fun movie to watch. That I movie will not watch it. The, but the first it's song, just like I, really, you can upload just a Mac virus. The um, Macs don't usually have viruses. If you watch, you enough, should add a PC. If you watch enough porn, <laughs> maybe. Um, the uh, first song on the soundtrack to Independence Day should have been the <laughs> trying to download. Or get on the internet. <laughs> Your modem sounds. Yeah, you modem, dial up. Yeah, modem sounds. All right. So, oh yeah, we didn't say. So In- that's Independence Day, yeah. <laughs> 1996. It's about 23, uh, almost 24 years old. Probably by the time you hear this. Happy birthday! Since we're recording into the future. <laughs> My number six. Revenge of the Nerds. I did not go there. I was thinking about. Possibly, there are several things uh, in Revenge of the Nerds. Hey, rape's okay. That well, no, there's several things in Revenge of the Nerds that hold up, like being your, so- being yourself, bullies. Yeah, and, like it's cool to be smart and all that. Um, something that doesn't hold up is sneak rape. Ha ha. And then it's okay. And Once, then it's okay. One, yeah. Also, racism and homophobia uh, are quite featured. Yeah, <laughs> it's a Carradine. No, they don't What's say this? it's. They don't say it's. It's David Carradine. David. No. No. Robert? Robert. Yeah. Robert. They don't say it's bad to be gay. They no. make it they make it okay it's to be gay. It's not that. It's but other people take the piss out of Lamar. Yeah. And it's just it's a it's a snapshot of, of mid eighties. Did you know that movie was made entirely from profits from Return of the Jedi? No. And that's why it's called Revenge of the Nerds, because it was gonna be called Revenge of the Jedi. And No, I had no idea. I I, forget, I just read it the other day. Somebody was like, um, yeah, we should do this. It'd be funny. And they didn't think he'd make any money. And they're like, well, we have all this. This is dump trucks of money coming in from a Star Wars movie. We'll just throw that at it. And they did. <laughs> um, no, that's interesting. I didn't. I don't. I don't think I ever knew that. So <laughs> they. Uh, yeah, it's, it's basically it's it's just the the social stuff that comes up in there is why it doesn't hold up for me. Now I still love this movie, right? But. As a as a whole, I don't think Revenge of the Nerds holds up very well. Yeah, there. I don't. I don't know. I don't think I'll go super far back outside of like late seventies. Everything. Most of mine are. I love that I'm looking at my list like I can't remember the note the that you I put just here three hours ago. Yeah. Uh, but oh, yeah. my my number five. Yeah. What's your number five? Is Manhattan. <laughs> that's not a movie. That's a documentary. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. It's black and white documentary. <laughs> it's, this, this is the this movie is... where Woody Allen's nebbishy little Jew character dates a teenage girl. Yeah, uh, Woody Allen tries to somehow justify to his audience that a relationship between a forty-two-year-old man and a seventeen-year-old girl, uh, high school student girl, is just fine. <sighs> it's so 
Um, I, I know this is just one of many glaring examples uh, where Woody Allen would typically cast himself opposite young, attractive women who were decades younger than him. But this one is just a little on the nose, realistic. It's not not that realistic at all because she's Asian. She's not Asian. (laughs) Oh, Sunyi is Asian. Oh, so this that's she's white. That's what makes it okay. I do think it's funny though that by the time this airs, even though we've recorded um, our our pick six for New York City movies, that I picked Manhattan as one of my New York City movies. Don't get me wrong, Manhattan hits twice. It's an amazing movie. It's It's a gorgeous movie. Just don't. Just don't pay attention to the... Ignore the pedophilia. Yeah, yeah, the, it's okay. The, the statutory rape thing. No, that's okay. It's so passe. <laughs> yeah. It's so last season. What's your number five? My number five is Porky's. Okay. Is that high school or is that college? It's high school. Okay. So, Revenge of the Nerds is College. college. Porky's, Porky's, is Porky's came out earlier. Porky's is... It's been a long time. Porky's and I always, is a raunchy... It, it's so. Do you know the guy that directed Porky's also directed A Christmas Story? No, you know what? I think same I may have known that guy. I think I may have known that. Porky's is basically it's the same thing as Revenge of the Nerds. It's, it's 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 women aren't just objects. Women are objects for you to put your penis in. It's like the peephole thing. With, yeah, the with peephole Porky's, thing. Yeah, because they now I, I just. I'll, they marketed that big for the poster, right? Is oh, that yeah. what it was? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Him looking through the shower. Uh, all holes. There's no glory. as far as I all holes lead to glory. I uh, I own this movie. Uh huh. I, I somehow got this one past the radar uh, on my mom and was able to watch it more than once. Oh yeah, I rented this shit all the Did time. Did she just pop it in and went? All right, I'm going to go do some knitting or whatever. She yeah no yeah she wasn't watching it with you me, know because they she'd have made it through about. 10 minutes and set the damn tape on fire. <laughs> We're not returning this. We're taking the $99 charge <laughs> from Blockbuster. Not only are we not rewinding it, we're setting this fucker on fire. Okay? We're going to bring you back a bag of ashes. <laughs> there you go. That's Porky's. Fucker. Um, it, it, there's not, as far as I know, there's not really a rape scene in it or anything. Uh, I don't know when was the last time you watched it. A year ago. Okay. Me. There's, and, and, and again, it's like Revenge of the Nerds. There's some good stuff in it. There's some, like, just antic college stuff, but it's so sophomorically obsessed with boners and, and boobs sex and, and boobs. I mean, yeah. I like boobs. Right. But, man. And it, it was um, in the early 80s. You're, you're a bit older than me. But in the early 80s. Uh, it was a fascination with the 50s. 70s, yes. late 70s, early 80s. Cause you they started happy, shifting back to Greece, everybody's graduate. Happy yeah. days and all that. It, yeah. it, every decade or so it happens. And this was, this was set to take place in the 50s. Everybody has a fascination right now with the 80s. And it's, you know, 30 years ago. It's not the 80s. Um, Funny fact about this, the mom and dad from the show Webster are in this movie. Okay. Uh, I thought the mom was in. She she runs the prostitution house She plays a prostitute named Cherry Forever. Okay. And then the dad from Webster. He was a football player, right? In real life. Pro, yeah. yeah, For the Bears. 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 He's the Shannon. And in Webster, I think he was actually a football player. (laughs) He was. In real life and fake life. And they made Webster like right after this, so it's yeah. Webster was like early mid eighties, yeah. yeah. So Porky's—that's my number five movie that doesn't hold up. 
What's your number four? Uh, Ace Ventura Pet Detective. <laughs> Can I ask you a couple of questions, please? Do you have some breath mints or some binaca? Yeah. Uh, putting aside Jim Carrey's like overacting since people either love it or they hate it. Yeah. Um, it's really the film's twist ending that relies upon an incredibly insensitive handling of the female villain who is exposed as a man or a man who has transitioned. Mm, yes. With the crying game music. I mean, the the revelation that causes the, the, the other character. Yeah. And Einhorn is Finkel. Right. It causes about a dozen of the other characters on screen, including, including all the cops, uh, including Dan Marino, to all begin retching and gagging yeah. and vomiting, um, relying on hateful transphobic jokes forces this movie to end on a very uncomfortable and very sour note. I haven't watched that movie probably in 20 years, and there's a a good reason why I probably haven't. Not necessarily that, but I start to tire of the over the top. Jim Carrey! Yeah. Yeah, that's a good good pick. Compared to, like, Dumb and Dumber, you know, this is, he's so... I remember not caring when I was a kid. I was like, whatever, Sean Young is hot. Yeah. Same here. I don't want to see your dick. The but. worst case of hemorrhoids you've ever seen. <laughs> Here's Mr. Winky or whatever it is. That he he says Mr. Winky. Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. That, I do remember that there. scene. Because I was about 13. I was I was a dumb kid, evidently. Not necessarily. Maybe you were. I don't know. I didn't know you was a kid. All right. So You're dumb a- now. But, Ace Ventura's transphobia. That's your, yeah. that's your number four. My number four, uh, similar. It's not transphobic, but I'll say it. Uh, here comes a hate mail. Wayne's World doesn't no. doesn't hold up. No, Wayne's World was the it cool like hot rock and roll movie that year. It's very much Mike Myers is that he was so on point for that time, and then you realize that he won. all of his jokes are based off of pop culture that no one has any idea of. Well, and anymore, that's too. He's, he he does a character, and then each one of his characters. All of his movies are character pieces, mm-hmm. and they're 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 satire, they're they're sketch character pieces. Right. They're not. He's not a character actor. He's he's a sketch actor, and he'll do this. He'll do a Wayne's World joke in an Austin Powers movie, or right. this is hello that kind of stuff. He's he's really like a three or four trick pony, and what would have a full stable of them. What yeah, what would have made this movie last longer is if he had only made three movies. Uh, and then died. And I'm not, I don't want Mike Myers to have died, but <laughs> you realize that he's really only capable of a dozen or so jokes, yeah. even within the confines of a character that he's. And, there are, and there's only about three good ones in each of them. The, yeah. And Dana movies. Carvey's the same way, really. Yeah. As, oh, yeah. As the side guy. Now, Wayne's World is funny. And, and it does have its moments, and it did revitalize the. Bohemian Rhapsody? The queen in general, sure. you know. You know, the band Queen. No, I'm not familiar. (laughs) Do they have any uh, songs I may have heard? Uh, No. Um, (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, his honestly, what what made it not hold up was the continuation of Mike Myers' career. My number four. That's what it doesn't. That's what it is, and that's what it doesn't. It doesn't hold up. It does not hold its weight. Or water. What's your number three? Uh, Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom. (laughs) Really? Let me explain. Please do. It's not the almost R-rated level of violence Mm -hmm. or dark tones throughout, but rather the racism towards anyone that wasn't as pale-skinned as Dr. Jones. Okay. 
the approach to Indian culture <laughs> is beyond paranoid, uh, let alone the filmmaker's inability to understand their cuisine. <laughs> Chilled on monkey, monkey brains. brains. Yeah. Give me I think hat. we, we kind of talked about this when we did pick six of, uh, gross out scenes. It wasn't gross out scenes. It was a Thanksgiving, the, I oh, think, uh, a previous scene. year where it was, uh, <laughs> feasting or, or food or, or sitting down at dinner scenes. And yeah, and I think you picked that one, but I mean, it's like, I don't, it's like, I think you were like, I don't think George, uh, Lucas understood, um, what Indian people what, eat. What Indian. What Indian people eat? They eat a lot of curry. They don't, uh, I mean, they don't really eat live animals. It's it's a largely vegetarian diet. Actually. It is. There's no beef. But they just don't yeah. want to eat snakes. Yeah. I mean, who does? Or monkey brains? I. Or, I, I mean, do you want to eat snake surprise? What's a surprise? <laughs> more snakes? <laughs> Isn't that what it was? Yeah. It was, he, cuts, he cuts it, in and there's little... just more worms and snakes and things slithering out. Yeah. yeah it's it's, it was just a gross out scene. Is all it was. It sure was, and it worked, and it's. Kind of also, in bad the, the, It's in bad taste. It, it this is, is a movie I'll still rewatch, but just going back now, going. Hmm. Okay. You know what? You can go ahead and make fun of the Nazis. It's fine, but do you really? Because they're Nazis. Because they're Nazis. They're Nazis. Yeah. No, those are nihilists. <laughs> <laughs> These men are nihilists, Donnie. They don't. They're not a threat. <laughs> <laughs> These men are. These men are Nazis, Donnie. Uh, they're a threat in large numbers. So, Indy. Is uh, uh, Temple of Doom is your yeah. and you can hear Kevin. He's commenting. I don't think they well. can hear Kevin. I heard him a little bit. You heard him because you're in the room. No, when I re-listened to things, I heard him as well. Are you sure? Yeah. Okay. Kevin. Is, well, Kevin was remember. commenting that he liked Temple of Doom. Kevin is our mini was, fridge. That's your number three, correct? Yes, that's my number three. My number three. I just watched it last night because as we record this, uh, it is the Halloween, the spooky season, and. I hadn't seen it in quite a while, but I watched A Nightmare on Elm Street Part 3, Dream Warriors. Okay. Which is widely regarded to be the best. It's definitely a fan favorite. And I had agreed with that up until last night. And I don't, for the life of me, know why I thought that. movie is awful hot dumpster fire garbage. Freddy is barely in it. He, oh, he really? pulls, yeah, he pulls It's been a, a long time since I've watched that one. He pulls a uh, Patrick Swayze in Point Break. He doesn't turn up for like... I didn't clock it, but it feels like you were waiting. Oh yeah, this is when Freddy shows up. No, yeah, I mean, like he, he turned. <laughs> they keep trying to do the way that they did it in the first one, where why are these kids, you know, having these weird dreams right. about this amorphous figure? Like, well, we know who it is. We're, we've paid the price for admission. We want to see him. We want to see him slaughter a young poon and dong. You know, kill him. <laughs> we want and slaughter he, poon and dong. Yeah, he's barely in it, and. It becomes more of the Patricia Arquette show. Oh, that's right. She wasn't. She's that, a was great she? side actor, but she's not your lead. And Heather Langenkamp is, I don't know, man. It's just. No. Just, the original is, is the best. My favorite is New Nightmare. I thought it was the second one that was very gay. That's what I've heard. I've never seen the second one. I only saw it in. I didn't see it. I. Again, by watching gay, the documentary, I mean there are by gay. It's an it's like not, literally. He's not insulting it. It's an allegory it's like, for being like gay. literally. There's a lot of under, uh, undertones yeah. and overtones of that. <laughs> <laughs> but at the, at the time this came out, it was like Freddie was like the rock and roll hot shit. Like they had, yeah. I think Dawkin was on the soundtrack for this one. Yeah, man, um, America, <laughs> Freddie, <laughs> yeah. Welcome to my world, bitch. Um, 
I know for a lot of people, Freddy's their guy. Freddy's not my guy, Jason. Freddy's world. Freddy's world. <laughs> <laughs> well, you need your knife sharpened. If Freddy, if it was instead of Wayne's world, it was Freddy's world, who would be his co-host? Praline's a dick. Um, who would be Freddy's co-host? I, assuming they're... they're uh, they're uh, still in Illinois the, somewhere. Well, no, assuming they're um, famous... I would say Leatherface, and the, okay. it would be like a Penn and Teller type thing. Because Freddy is, or all, or it would be Jason. I, they, they don't. He they don't. His co-host no, it wouldn't be Jason talk. because they've they've had enough time together on screen, and it's not impressive. Okay, it would be Freddy and Leatherface, and uh, you know Leatherface would be like Harpo Marx or um, okay uh, Teller. Or, yeah, he, Teller. He, he, does, he never talks, and because Freddy always talks, I think would be that would make sense. Yeah, maybe he would uh, raise his chainsaw in in. Uh, Agreeance or put it down in disagreeance or something like when that. When callers call in, do they get licked in the face with the phone? Absolutely. <laughs> I always thought that was so creepy. Oh, it was disgusting. That was in the first movie. That was in the first. <laughs> we have uh, derailed. No, that's okay. But uh, Freddie, I know a lot of you guys, Freddie is your guy. Jason is my guy, as is the tall man from the Phantasm series. Those are my dudes, which is why their garbage movies still hold up for me. But I think Round Garbage Street. hasn't quite yet rotted yet garbage has changed <laughs> nightmare on elm street 3 dream warriors that's my uh third pick for a movie that does not uh, you know hold up what's your number two this is a four-way road okay and dead in the center is a crisp new hundred dollar bill now at the end of each of these streets are four people okay you following yeah good over here, we have a male, affectionate, easy-to-get-along-with, non-political agenda, lesbian. Down here, we have a man-hating, angry-as-fuck, agenda-of-rage, bitter dyke. Over here, we got Santa Claus, and up here, the Easter Bunny. Which one is going to get to the $100 bill first? What is this supposed to prove? No, I'm serious. This is a serious exercise. It's like an SAT question. Which one is going to get to the $100 bill first? The male-friendly lesbian, the man-hating dyke, Santa Claus, or the Easter Bunny? The man-hating dyke. Good. Why? I don't know. Because the other three are figments of your fucking imagination! I don't need this. I'll be hiding from your fucking shit in my room. What? What is it about this girl, man? You know you have no shot at getting her into bed. Why do you bother wasting time with her? Because you're holding fucking McNeil. Most persistent traveler on the road, that's not the path of least resistance. Everything's got to be a fucking challenge for you. And this little relationship with that bitch is a prime example of your fucking condition. Well, I don't need a magic eight ball to look into your future. You want to forecast here? Will Holden ever fuck Alyssa? Oh, what a shock. Not fucking likely. This relationship is affecting you, our work, and our friendship. And the time's going to come when I throw down the gauntlet and say it's me or her. Then what are you going to say? I think you should let this one go. No, okay? what would you say? Would you trash 20 years of fucking friendship because you've got some idiotic notion that this chick would even let you sniff her panties, let alone fuck her? Look, fucking asshole, I'm telling you, okay? Let it go. What the fuck, man? What the fuck makes this bitch all that important? Because I'm fucking in love with her, man, okay? Wow, dude. Um, so up until about two minutes ago, you thought chasing Amy was not. Uh, <laughs> I would have told right? you. I would have told you chasing Amy was my favorite Kevin Smith movie. It still is my favorite Kevin Smith movie. Holy Christ, dude! That is hateful. I forgot that 
Banky was like that. Yeah. Um, I have a... <laughs> a problem opening beers on mic. No, you heard it. Just I, fine. And I did right in front. I did I everything it, no. right. It was, yeah, it just was a little... Quit giving me a hard ineff- time. Ineffectual. Uh, look, I mean, there are a select few Kevin Smith films that I actually enjoy and would continue. And I'll continue to watch them. But you know, every once in a while, right? Right. I still think Chasing Amy is probably his best, like, written film. Still, um, just okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Subject wise, now it's it's a nice it's a nice balance of that comic book. What's a Nubian humor? Yeah, Bitch, yes. you almost made me laugh. And then relationshipy adult kind of stuff. scenario, right? It's it's just enough adult with still and then fucking. Bam! Yeah. Out of left um, field, Jason Lee with the f***ing hatred. Yeah. Uh, I put down here, unfortunately, it is also horribly dated and is in serious bad taste. <laughs> Let's break down the plot and see where the wheels fall off. <laughs> Number one. In a new segment we like to call Nathan Describes. Number one. Holden falls hard for Alyssa, a lesbian, or more accurately, for the story, a bisexual woman. Uh, and who wouldn't because Joey Lauren Adams, at least in this movie, is so damn cute and sexy. Oh, yeah. She's, yeah. yeah. Um, number two, they they start to spend time together. And then their friendship develops into a more deepened friendship closer, you know. Because she's a comic artist too, right? Correct. Okay. Artist or writer, one of the yeah, two. Yeah, yeah, Because yeah. I think Holden is not the artist. Holden is the writer. Banky, his buddy, Jason Lee, is the artist. He's a tracer. Right. He's a tracer. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot about that. Uh, so and then number three, and these are bullet points, not necessarily in order, but it's like Holden can no longer contain his romantic feelings and confesses his love to Alyssa. Everything's going fine so far for sure, the story. Sure, yeah. uh, Alyssa, is it? Is angry at first because she's pissed off that he's going to ruin. He can't just be friends. Why can't you just be friends? Right. Why can't you let this go? Let's just be friends. But eventually they sleep together and they begin a romantic relationship. Next step, number five. Holden is now walking on cloud nine. He's in a brand new relationship with a girl of his dreams. Maybe even believing he's converted Alyssa into a straight woman. You know, who knows? It's 1997. Things could get worse, and they do. <laughs> Number six, when Holden finds out... Uh, I blew him while yeah. Coey fucked me. Yeah. That scene? Yeah. When Holden finds out that he wasn't the first man that Alyssa has been with, he becomes upset and immediately ships, ships immediately shifts into slut-shaming mode. Oh, yeah, he does. Yes, he does. Uh, Holden devises a plan to fix both his relationship with Alyssa and his now estranged friendship with Banky by suggesting that the solution to his relationship problems is a threesome with Alyssa and Banky, whom he also accuses at one point at being gay because he's so hateful towards... Oh yeah. yeah, he's kind of Banky is very homophobic in many he's in many aspects. Kind of? Did you? Did, okay, did we need been, to hear I, the clip again. <laughs> yeah, okay, maybe you're right. It's been a while since I watched the whole movie. <laughs> for Man. now, for obvious reasons, so there is no way to imagine that this this movie is being made today. Not n- n- the movie only I'm works sure now. Something very similar has been made. It's almost like this afternoon. <laughs> I put down here. I'm like the movie only works now if you watch this movie like it's a fable. Like here's what's not to do. Here's how people in used this to situation. Act not too long ago. Yeah. Wow. I kind of want to watch Chasing Amy one last time, just to. There's good, some. There's some really good, good laughs in there. A good, a good goodbye moment. 
But yeah, for sure. Yeah, it's time to say goodbye to Chasing Amy as this movie God. is really hard. All right. Well, I'm not going to top that because that's, that's probably the <laughs> movie that has – I mean, other than uh, what's that? Cecil B. DeMille, The uh, Birth of a Nation with all the yeah, KKK. Chasing Amy is now a fable. <laughs> Chasing Amy is now a KKK movie. Yeah. Uh, it's a training video. So that's your uh, how not to. How or how to develop your hate. Watch this one. What? Really? Yeah. That's your number two. That's my number Correct. two. Okay. My number two, and oddly for the second time, is fucking Twister. We <laughs> talked about Twister <laughs> in the worst movies ever. Well, I wouldn't say but ever, no. but it's worth, in my opinion, it's yeah, one of the worst movies ever. We just put worst movies, movies. ever. Yes. Um, so I said it was a worst movie because the story and the acting and the science and all that were dumb. And that still uh, stands true these couple of years after that episode. Still one of the worst movies ever made. It also doesn't hold up because... Science? No. Special effects. Okay. Go back and watch that. Cow. The, the visual... Cow again. The visual effects. We picked, like, the two of the biggest, like blockbusters of 96 too because mm-hmm. i started with independence day when you rely on effects and when you rely on technology yeah you're you're putting a triple stamp on your double stamp Cow. i think that was the same one the soundtrack dates it too van they, halen they van halen was hard on the two van, van halen. halen tracks van halen was their anchor band yeah. on that soundtrack in 96 they were on their way out too <laughs> 96 they were on their way out evidently nathan's a van halen fan uh, 96 was Gary Sharon era. Not, Van not yet, but it was, they shifted hard towards, uh, Gary Sharon soon after that. If not, they went to him in 96 going was for Van 96? Halen three. Yeah. Okay. Now they, the, the songs might've been, I'm trying to think it was still Sammy Hagar with the song. So okay. he had not departed the band yet. Then. Okay. So maybe they was, had to wait for the movie to release before, <laughs> before Sammy is like, listen, you guys, guys, I'm contractually obligated, right? To be on the soundtrack for the tornado movie. Okay. So <laughs> I'm going to go down to Mexico and smoke pot and you can get I think the guy it came from out the same year that they did like their big greatest hits because that's when, um, Hagar left and they brought David Lee Roth back for a very brief period of time to record one or two weird, not great, tracks for yeah, like because brand new tracks it's not 1984 and they're like no let's get let's get gary sharon what maybe not who gary sharon from extreme yeah that guy that is an extremely bad decision <laughs> why do you want <laughs> why do you want him everybody else is busy and we need a guy that can hit those high notes like dave and sammy used to do that's your number two and i fucking hate twister that's my number how two. much do you hate twister fucking you What's your number one? <laughs> the uh, unintentional gay classic Top Gun. <laughs> I almost chose Top Gun. I almost chose uh, it. I almost chose it for a different reason, but... Yeah. It's almost impossible to imagine that anyone could have made a movie that gay without meaning to. I wonder if the second one, like, the, what's the new one, Maverick? Yeah. Is yes. it, it going to be all gay? I don't know. Again, by I gay, know. Let's, I don't mean it as an insult. Let's pick up the, I mean pick up the bad phone. Let's pick up the bat phone and give Tom Cruise a call. call Tom Cruise. He's full of thetans right now. Thetans. Thetans, whatever. You can tell Nathan's, thetans, thetans. You can tell Nathan's not clear. Can't even say it right. I'm very cloudy. Uh, <laughs> Gusting lightly out of the Southwest, though. Not entirely sure how many times I've seen this movie before I actually... Do you remember the first time you saw it and went... Um, the first time... No. Um, okay. It was pointed out to me by... You remember that show on... How ironic is this? Do you remember that show called I Love the 80s oh, on VH1? Yeah. They pointed out how homoerotic it was. And then you went back 
and, and kind oh, of, actually, it made, me, it made me mad to... because they did, they did it about He Man too, and it's like it's not not just because the dudes are buff and they're oiled playing ball and, and they're oiled up, and it's not just gay, because he stuck his be- dick in. I, I mean, whoa, <laughs> <laughs> that's bottom gun. <laughs> Skeletor likes to be on top. Once, once, <laughs> once VH1 pointed it out. I uh, broke my femur. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to need a new hip bone now, He-Man. <laughs> Put that over here, Skeletor. Why would he say his own name that way? <laughs> uh, he my talks name's... about himself in the third person. My name's Michael Kane. I'm Skeletor. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, we went from Top Gun to Skeletor. I think it was somewhere in the early 2000s. It's probably soon after I love that the 80s. came. Yeah, I love the 80s. Yeah, yeah. Um, but it was just like when I got that DVD, the special edition, and I popped that thing in, um, and you, you watch that volleyball scene with Kenny Loggins playing with the boys for the first time realizing, wow, I'm kind of hard right now. (laughs) I got a half chub. (laughs) I just, uh, I don't know. I, I think that that many people around the same time had their wait a second moment at that same time, and this wasn't a love story between Maverick and Charlie. You know, this was a love story between Maverick and Iceman. <laughs> I still love this movie. It, it's nostalgic as hell for me, but it's, it's so really bad. difficult. Yeah, I know it's bad, but it's <laughs> Lisa only watches it for the like the riftastic. Yeah, the no for the fighter. Like the uh, jet scene, the fighter jet scenes or whatever. Oh, the dogfights. Dogfights. Man, I cannot speak. I, know. I don't know words. It's okay. It's okay. But uh, and on a side note, I put down here, the films even inspired a term in Urban Dictionary uh, telling us that Top Gun gay refers to a situation <laughs> where things are totally straight but seem a little off. <laughs> <laughs> so, Chip, can you get over here? I'm trying to, trying to work out. I'm trying to max out my bench press. Can you spot me? Thanks, bro. So Top Gun's your number one. Like Top I, Gun gay. I almost chose Top Gun, not for any of that reason, but for the uh, social commentary on the war of Yeah, it was a they need generic, we need more people to enlist. Yeah, well, well generic Middle East well, villains. Well that, which that was turned a out to be vi- true. Well that one it wasn't generic Middle East villains. This one was still Russian. Were they? Yeah. They just didn't specify. I was inverted. Uh, no, it's true, man. I saw it. It was great. It's yeah. a great picture. Um, well, okay. So that's your number one. My number one. Nathan wins this one today. He said you've had a couple of good ones. Um, overboard. No. What enslavement you, of an of a, a what woman do you do, with amnesia? What do you do when an empowered white woman stiffs you for your contractor job, and then she falls overboard? Of a riverboat. Suffers from amnesia. And then you go to claim her body as your wife, Annie, and enslave her to work off the $371 worth of debt. Now, you don't f*** her. You don't even kiss her. You don't even sleep in the same bed or room as her. But you talk about sweet Trav. Trav. Sweet Sweet Trav. Travis? Sweet Trav? (laughs) I think the producers did that, keep keep it above board sexually. So that you're okay with him completely erasing her identity. Yeah. And then implanting a new one. It's Total Recall. Yeah. The only way you can remake that. Wow, we should have done Total Recall and Overboard. It's the same movie. Get your ass to Oregon. Get your ass to Oregon. 
Uh, yeah, it just it's it's. Uh, I was obviously a child, and you know they've remade it, right? They yeah. just had to gender swap it because there's no way that that movie would have been greenlit, you know, for today mainstream yeah. mainstream today. I'm sure, a lot of Breitbart people would go fund that, but and it wasn't Anna Faris. Yes, and the, some guy. <laughs> it's easy. It's easy to pick apart. And now the movie still works. Yeah, it's nostalgic. It's just you can turn off if you can really either turn off that she is a woman and an, an autonomous uh, creature, <laughs> a human being, and just see her solely as an entitled piece of shit socialite. Yes, not human. Then it's okay to strip her down and make her a better person, but. It's really hard to do that. It's a hard movie to watch. Is that where they met? No, I don't think it's so. Been, was it earlier than that? I think it was earlier than that. Okay. Because Kate Hudson's about my age. Another episode, we'll talk about Kate Hudson. <laughs> Sorry. I, uh, so there. Yeah. yeah. That's, our, that's another episode. <laughs> that's, our, uh, that's our pick six of movies that don't hold up. I'm sure there are a thousand more. Yeah, there are a thousand more. I don't know if we do this one again. Mm. Who knows? Who knows? We'll see. I'm surprised that we didn't cross stream cross streams. Um, I almost at all. said Blazing Saddles. I almost did too, and went. But it's satire. It is. And it satire. was always meant to be satire. And, uh, it's just there's uh, no way you're going to make that satire today. No, and I realize that the reason I can't really watch Blazing Saddles anymore, I'm now part of the problem, kind of. Like I'm not a racist. But I'm not. I'm not well, saying that at all. You heard it here, folks. But the 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 word offends me. Sheriff. Yes. <laughs> the word sheriff offends me. All right, gang. I'd love to tell you what next week is, but we have no idea. We have no idea. Uh, he's Travis, and he's Nathan. Staff of Morse. Six Pack Double Feature is a Clopec Media production. You can like and follow them on Facebook at Six Pack Double Feature Podcast, and on Instagram at Six Pack Double Feature. They aren't on Twitter because Twitter is dumb. I want to kill everyone. Satan is good. Satan is our pal.